We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Thanks to Chase Kitty, who just jumped on the show with us. A lot of week one bets in college football. BetMGM's got something going on in their Instagram feed right now. It's the best college football traditions bracket. So what you get to do is you vote every day on matchups between two traditions, and then they declare a winner on Saturday, September 2nd. That is... Like, it, it, when you go and look at some of them, it's like Enter Sandman is the three seed against Country Road, so Virginia Tech, West Virginia. There's a lot of people that are alums from a lot of different schools that better go in hard and fight for their tradition because that's the one great thing about college football. You've got the best traditions across the board. The NFL doesn't have that environment that college football has. Absolutely. Uh, my vote, the Kinnick Wave, mm-hmm. best tradition in all of college sports. That is not a six seed against uh, Ralphie's run for Colorado, an 11 seed. Big jump around guy when I'm at Camp Randall. You know, get a little loose, but no, Kinnick Wave. Jump around's a two seed for Wisconsin. You got, like, yeah, you got a bunch there. ESPN so, uh, ranked that number one. So you I checked that last week. Bet MGM's Instagram feed. That's where you go. People like brackets, you know? People yeah, like doesn't? brackets and things competing against different things. All right, we bring on Kenny Ducey now. Covers joins us. Uh, we got the U.S. Open going on in tennis. Uh, you know, it's funny because we, we go into this. Novak Djokovic is the favorite on the men's side of plus 105. But then there's Mr. Alcaraz himself, man. Like, this guy, I remember sitting in an airport watching Carlos Alcaraz uh, win Wimbledon. And there were people that just like you could tell weren't even tennis fans just sitting there watching this moment for this kid. When you go into now this tournament, do you see him as as somebody that has a possibility of also winning this or is it, all right, let's pump the brakes. He's young. Like, let's give him an opportunity. Let's just like, what what do you see his, his, uh, I just put it this way. What do you see his future being in the U S open right now for Alcaraz? Well, I mean, it's definitely a possibility. He is uh, basically a co-favorite with Novak Djokovic to win this event, and it, it makes a whole lot of sense because uh, really, you know, when Novak Djokovic wasn't around this year, uh, and really for the better part of, of a year and a half because he was banned from coming into the United States, so Alcaraz had the pleasure of playing the U.S. Open without him, uh, there was no, even, no one even close to being as good as Carlos Alcaraz. And, I, you know, it really doesn't feel as though anyone is very close at all right now, besides Novak Djokovic, who did beat him in the Cincinnati final uh, about a week and a half ago now. And, yeah, I mean, you know, this is a, a kid that does everything well on a tennis court. He is a very special talent for a reason. Uh, you know, people who I respect have called him the greatest athlete in the world right now, and I think he's pretty darn close because, uh, you know, his athleticism, his mind, his, uh, his ability to really get to anything on a tennis court and his brutality – that he possesses on the forehand and just the, the shot making, the imagination, every, he does everything. He has everything. Um, and, and I think really Novak Djokovic said it best when he said there's really a little bit of the big three uh, in, in each, each of the big three in him because it's true. I mean, he doesn't really play like Rafa because he, he's a little bit better cerebrally. And, you know, I, I think he has his, he has Rafa's heart. He has Novak Djokovic's, uh, maybe his backhand. I just, it is a lethal combination of powers, and it's something that no one has any way of stopping at the moment. And the only person getting in his way, uh, besides the next Djokovic, of course, of winning another U.S. Open is himself. Uh, we've seen him, you know, just come out flat in some matches, but that's not unlike any other tennis player. Uh, when he is on his game, he will beat anybody, including Novak Djokovic. And I thought in that Cincinnati final, Novak just wore him down mentally. Uh, he really did. He, he forced him to go for some low-percentage shots late in that match and uh, that was what ultimately won him the match so with experience this kid it's going to be scary I don't know who is going to challenge him I don't think anyone 
right now playing on tour can. So it, it is definitely a, a very strong possibility he wins this and that he could win the Australian Open next year as well and end another one in Novak Djokovic's streak. Would you be able to make the case for anybody else if you look at some of the other prices? Because I'm kind of with you. You know, you got Medvedev, he's uh, 9 to 1, Sinners, yeah. 12 to 1. Anybody else that you would maybe take a flyer on? Yeah, I, I, I am actually on Medvedev right now at 10 to 1. I, I like him as the only other guy in this field besides the top two. And I know he's the third favorite, and I know it's not a very, it doesn't sound like a very bold proclamation, but honestly, uh, the, the price on Medvedev after Wimbledon, I raced. I think I tore my ACL running to the computer to bet Medvedev once that Wimbledon <laughs> final ended because I was so sure that the line on Carlos, I mean, it was, I was sure that it was going to be nearly co-favorites between Djokovic and Alcaraz, and I figured that Medvedev would be, yeah, close to plus 1,000 to win. He was plus 450 right after that Wimbledon final, and it took a, a solid month of him not really winning on hard courts at the Masters for him finally to drift out to where he is right now at 9 or 10 to 1. Uh, and I do think that he is definitely worth the bet. I think he's been toying around with some new tactics in recent weeks, trying to combat uh, Alcaraz because he has no answer for him uh, with the way he plays right now. He, just plays, he plays very passively, and it works for him against most players, but not against a guy like Carlos, who's just too good. He's too, he's too perfect. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. So I think he's kind of been experimenting. I'm not really reading into his recent form. Um, but, I mean, he's really the only guy who has a prayer, really, because he, he is just a very special defender on the court. He is so cerebral. And we saw Novak Djokovic win that match with his brain, really, in Cincinnati. Certainly not with his body because he looked a lot worse for wear due to the heat. I think Medvedev is the only guy who can match Djokovic in the scheming department. I think he might be able to out-scheme a young and experienced Carlos if they do meet in this tournament. But that's a big if because he's – He's still got to get through his quarter, which is, you know, he has a pretty decent pass, but uh, it's, it's, it's certainly far from a certainty given his recent form. So he's the only guy out there, really, that I would take a shot on. Other than him, Alexander Zverev. Look out for him as well. Uh, he was 4-1 to one before the tournament, uh, or excuse me, 40-1. Uh, to one. Now I think you could probably get him around 30-1, to one, but he's in the Alcaraz region, if you want to call it the region, I, I kind of like to think of it as a bracket-style tournament like the Mar like March Madness. He's in the Alcaraz region, and I do think he's beaten Yannick Sinner before at this tournament just two years ago. He's beaten Carlos Alcaraz before. That was before he was world number one. I think he's the only guy that really has the, the potential confidence to win these matches. So, no, it, it's not really a great year to play guys down the board, but I, I do have a, a, a future on Medvedev and Zverev as well. Those are the two guys I see some some value in. You go over to the women's side and you could find value. I don't really love betting against Iga. I mean, she's won 41 sets by either 6-0 or 6-1 since 2023 or this year, I should say. Four Grand Slams. I mean, she's plus 220. Anything that you would do as far as prices there on the women's side? Yeah, similar situation where I, I don't know how far down the board you really want to go. I mean, Coco Goff, at this point, her price is not I, I, it's not as attractive as it was even just like three weeks ago. I think she was out to 14 to one. Now she's down to under seven to one. I do think that she's got a very fair chance to win this tournament. Last night was obviously a difficult match for her. A lot of uh, caught a lot of headlines because of the pace of play, but she's got a very fair chance. I think her draw has lined up pretty well for her. Uh, but if you want a, a little bit of a long shot here, Ludmilla, Ludmilla Samsonova was an absolute cash cow at this time last year. She was a winning machine. She won better than a lot of money. Hardcore season late in the year. This is exactly the time of year. And she is starting to come alive again. She got hot last week. 
she has also played better. They're using new tennis balls this year. They're the same balls as the men. Because of, you know, the, the risk of injury, they had used balls that did not fluff up as much, so they were easier to hit, and they would come out the ball a racket faster. This year, they're using the same balls as the men, so they're puffing up a lot or easier. They're fluffing up, and it's requiring a lot of power to hit through them. Anyway, the, the long story short, if you, I don't want to bore you to death, but Samsonova has played well in these conditions with these new balls in recent weeks, and I do think that she has just as fair of a shot as anybody outside of, you know, the, the, the big three. There's a newly anointed big three here in the women's game with Fiatek, Sabalanka, and Rabakina. She's got a fair chance as well, so don't sleep on Samsonova. Talking to Kenny Ducey, Ben MGM tonight. I want to look at tomorrow. There's a ton of matches that are just, I mean, we go right at 10 a.m. Eastern. There's a ton that start right then. Just maybe one or two that you really like a couple of sides that you'd want to take. Sure. I'm looking right at one that starts bright and early, uh, 11 a.m. on the East Coast. Mackenzie McDonald. And Bornegoyo, Bornegoyo is a guy who is not a big, imposing figure, but he packs a big punch on his serve. He is a very difficult player to beat on hard courts. And Mackenzie McDonald's price here, for my liking, has drifted out far, far too much into his favor. I understand he did beat Felix Ojealiassime by name value and by ranking and by seeding. That's a big win for Mackenzie McDonald. But if you look at the stats, Felix made 52 unforced errors in what was a pretty short match. It was four sets, but one of the sets was seven games. Uh, McDonald was not much better, and he actually had more unforced errors than winners as well. So he didn't play an amazing match. He was given a lot of chances from Felix. Goyo is a very big server. I think he's going to stick in this match. I think he wins at least a set, makes life difficult on McDonald. I like him to cover the four and a half games there. That's one of the best that I'm looking at tomorrow. Um, but, you know, really there's so many, so many great matchups, so I don't understand why I'm betting on these big underdogs. But Hugo Gaston's <laughs> another one. You know, you, you, you want to talk about a guy that doesn't deserve to be a minus 220 favorite, and I will bet against him every single time when he's a minus 220 favorite on a hard court, and that's Laszlo Gera. For some reason, and I thought this too, really, I mean, we have the impression that he's a good hardcore player because, you know, he has a good serve, and it, it just it seems like I remember him winning a lot of matches on hardcore. You look at his record, he's 17 and 15 on hardcore over the last two years. He has a losing record for his career on hardcore. And Gaston, who we always think of as a clay first player, who has really hardly played on clay courts, he actually has a much better hardcore record than Laszlo Gera does. Almost nearly as many wins, and he is much, much younger. Um, I think he has a very fair chance in this match. He's now won four in a row. He had to come through qualifying. I thought his first-round opponent uh, was someone that many people are not going to put a lot of stock into beating, but uh, did come through qualifying pretty strongly. I've had some decent results, and I I was impressed uh, really with his level in that match. I think Gaston can pull the upset here. Drop shot Jesus going into the potentially the third round at the U.S. Open. Uh, He's a fun guy to watch. I recommend a play on him at plus 175. That is just outrageous pricing against a guy that just really is averse to hard courts. Kenny, we only got about 60 seconds, but I'm glad to have you on. How are you feeling about our Jets this season? I'm feeling pretty good. A lot of haters oh, out there. Oh, man. I will be there as early as I'm allowed to be on Monday Night Football against the Bills Week 1. I am so excited. I'm feeling so great. This defensive line, uh, it may be the greatest defensive line I've ever seen. Yes. That is an obvious exaggeration, but no. I, I think it may actually <laughs> No, be. no. The depth. The depth. I'm with you, man. 13 wins. That's the floor. You are a crazy person. Yeah, at least. <laughs> Kenny Ducey, good at to talk 13. to you, man. Thanks, Thanks for so coming much, man. on and hyping don't, up don't Ryan on his Jets. Don't let him tell you that. T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-T-S-
Well, the Jets. Oh, they're just making sure. The, ca- the Cowboys are just financial, baby. I know. But no, there's a little emotional there. There's a little right there. That's <laughs> well, real love. Real it's also love. financial with the Jets, though, Searching too. Searching for a real love. <laughs> Someone <laughs> in my heart to real love. Oh, I'm searching for a real love. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I don't even they don't do that can... on the Daily Tip. That's, this is true. What time Hear is that, that on? Jason Barrett. They ain't giving you that anywhere else, baby. <laughs> Top five right here. Maybe four. Top five and I ain't five. <laughs> Woo!